grows bigger. Your mind must flower. It's great to learn. Because knowledge is power. This government had an idea and Parliament made it law. Seems like it's illegal to fight for the union anymore. And which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on? Which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on? Set off to join the picket lines, but together we cannot fail. We got stopped by police at the county line. They said, Go on, boys, or you'll go into jail. And which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on? Which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on? Well, it's hard to explain to a crying child why her daddy won't go back. Said the family suffer, but it hurts me more to hear a scab say, sod you, Jack. Which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on? Which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on? to follow my conscience and I'll do whatever I can and it'll take much more than a union law to knock the fight out of a working man and which side are you on boys which side are you on which side are you on boys which side are you on welcome to another schoolhouse scotch on the rocks episode of the psychosemantic podcast this time it is the LAUSD Teacher Strike Edition. There's obviously been a lot of teacher strikes going on here in America. It may be argued that America spends a fuckload more money on war than it does on education and healthcare and things like that. While I was in college, I had a job... Well, I had an unpaying job writing for the school paper, and I had a student job in the folklore department. One of the projects, my favorite project there was they had me digitizing this really old record collection that a professor had put together of seven inch records of just music from around the world. I mean, there was Polynesian folk music and a bunch of really cool stuff. And I got paid to just sit there and digitize the records. And like academia can be, uh, after I had almost the entire, uh, I couldn't even tell you how many records there were, but this was over a year's worth of work. After I had that digitized, we found out that someone else at some other college had finished 
<laughs> so they changed that that job. But the 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 other the job I had after that was I was helping them research schools in Appalachia, and I came across some really fucking weird schools, and that yeah they can be great or they can be terrifying (laughs) so i'm gonna try to keep it more specific to this teacher strike as it is right now first day of the strike there have been negotiations going on for a while but today was the first day so uh (laughs) the lausd is the los angeles unified school district which is the second largest school district in the united states today January 14th, 2019, upwards of 30,000 teachers went on strike. As every teacher will tell you, there's a lot of shortcomings in our school system, and I don't have to be impartial. I am almost always on the side of the strikers. (laughs) I don't want to say always, because, you know, at some point the fraternal order of police is going to go on strike to demand that they can edit their own body cam footage and they're allowed to kill two and a half people every year, no questions asked, and I will not be on their side. So basically the bullet points for the LAUSD, fair wages now, the cost of living has increased 27% since 2008. So a lot of teachers can't even live in LA where they work. I think they're looking for a six or six and a half percent raise. Class size, class size matters. California ranks 48 out of 50 in class size. They have some of the largest class sizes in the state uh, of the, the LAUSD has some of the largest class sizes of that within California. Fund the schools. Uh, California is what, the fifth largest economy in the world? And they rank 43 out of 50 in per pupil spending in their public schools. Uh, Student to counselor ratio in California is 945 to one. Student student to nurse ratio in the LAUSD is 1,224 students for every nurse. I mean, this is the first day of the strike as negotiations go on, but yeah. Today, they went on strike. In the rain, marching in red, The superintendent hired 400 substitute teachers and 2,000 reassigned administrators for during the strike. I I guess I should say again that I am a big fan of teachers. Uh, In general, I think there can be some horrible ones, but I think there can be some wonderful ones. I still remember the name of my, my kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Sider. And I'm sure a lot of us have had... A teacher or two that were quite memorable. And uh, my mom is still a teacher. She retired. She couldn't give it up. Both my sisters are teachers. A couple of my uncles. It's the family business uh, next to being a pain in the ass. And sometimes they go hand in hand. So, I mean, you either give a shit or you don't. But I'm sure if you... It's really easy to get involved Unless you know a teacher, and I'm sure a lot of you do know teachers, it's just kind of teachers are going on strike because they're underpaid, overworked. I just found this one essay 
titled, I am a LAUSD teacher. This is why we're striking by Joseph Zacola. He is a national board certified English teacher. 2018-19 LA County Teacher of the Year. He teaches at Sherman Oaks Center for Enriched Studies, where he is also the UTLA chapter chair. A singular voice to this mass of people. Just read his essay, and hopefully that's cool with him. I'm citing my work, Mr. Zacola. Usually English teachers are totally down with quotations as long as you cite your work. So here we go. My pregnant wife coughed and wheezed on Saturday as she fed strike signs into a laminator while fighting off a cold. I punched holes in our signs, handed them to her, and trimmed each one as they came out of the machine. Behind us, a line of teachers from all over the city waited to do the same. The teaching supply store was providing free lamination for L.A. teachers in preparation for the Los Angeles Unified School District teacher strike, which began this morning. I'm a 2018-19 L.A. County Teacher of the Year, and I love my job. I love it so much that I spent my rainy Saturday laminating 40 signs and making a dozen strike-related phone calls. I love it so much I spent my Sunday sending out more than a dozen college recommendation letters for my graduating seniors. I'm also the United Teachers Los Angeles chapter chair for my school. This means I've been in charge of preparing and motivating our school's teachers and health and human services workers to strike. When people talk about LAUSD strike, they should consider the fact that 98% of us voted to give our union permission to call the strike. This isn't a battle between one union leader and a school superintendent. It's a battle between 33,000 UTLA members, the vast majority of LA teachers and other school staff who spend every day teaching and caring for our students and the district leaders who are unwilling to work with us to meet their needs. We're walking out because we feel like we're part of a rigged game set up to undermine public education, and we've decided enough is enough. When the media discusses the strike, most reports focus on salary-related issues, but that's not our sticking point. We are striking first and foremost for our students. One of my English classes has 38 students in it. I know many teachers with classes in the 40s. That means if I wanted to give my students a 15-minute read and response to the essay they spent two weeks on, a common practice for an English teacher, it would take me nine and a half hours to grade one set of essays. I spent 11 hours over winter break overseeing optional writers' conferences with my AP English Literature seniors, another full day facilitating a practice test, and yet I still don't have time to give my students the attention they deserve. Class size matters, both so our students can get the education they deserve and also the care and attention they need. I spent a decade teaching in South Central LA where so many of my students suffered from trauma. I've had students experiencing homelessness, students who've struggled with suicidality, students who've survived molestation and physical and emotional abuse, and students with friends or relatives who have experienced gun violence or, or been incarcerated. I asked my school at the time to fund additional social workers for our kids. It took teachers and administrators three years to get funding for the additional support. In LAUSD, the district allows schools to choose how to spend their allocation of money, but schools don't have enough to buy everything students need. Does a school pay for a librarian to teach students to love reading? Or for a full-time nurse in case our students get sick or injured? Does a school hire social workers for students who suffer trauma every day? 
In my district, schools can afford a few of those things, but not all of them. 76% of our students are socioeconomically disadvantaged, but we have to choose which vital supports they get and which they don't. How are nurses, librarians, counselors, psychologists, and social workers considered luxury items in the richest state in the nation and the fifth largest economy in the world? This is what we're fighting for, along with many other important demands to improve the lives of students. LAUSD Superintendent Austin Bootner, an investment banker with no experience whatsoever in education, says the district cannot afford to meet our demands. Yet the neutral fact finder in our dispute confirmed that there is a $1.8 billion budget reserve. Still, the district claims it is in danger of becoming insolvent. Pedro Noguera, a professor of education at UCLA, wrote a balanced op-ed last weekend in which he said that our demands were important and legitimate, that the district must invest in its schools, and that there was indeed a $1.8 billion reserve. He also said that without new money, the district would eventually face insolvency and suggest the district investigate a parcel tax, along with additional state funding. Apparently, Noguera didn't realize that both UTLA and two members of the school board already tried to do this. Scott Schmerelson and George McKenna introduced a motion to put a parcel tax on the 2018 ballot last June. Polling suggested it would have passed, and similar ballot measures statewide did indeed pass, but the motion was voted down by the very same school board members who voted to hire Austin Boatner. Why didn't the school board vote to pursue new money from the voters if their financial situation was so dire? It feels like district leaders want to use this quote-unquote crisis to implement austerity measures, which would allow them to break our union and privatize our district. It feels like disaster capitalism. The Schools and Communities First Act, a ballot measure for 2020, would bring $5 billion in new money to California public schools every year. UTLA, almost every other major state union, the California Parent Teacher Association, and even LAUSD have endorsed this proposal. With a massive state budget surplus of nearly $30 billion, a willingness of newly elected state leaders to invest in public education, this promising ba ballot measure to bring even more funding and a current budget reserve of more than $1.8 billion, it's clear that LAUSD leaders, leaders could end this strike now if they really wanted to. Yet our students languish at the bottom of our nation in class size and per-pupil funding. Why doesn't the LAUSD meet our demands and work together with us to get more funding for our schools? Until this question is answered, more than 30,000 teachers will spend our days on the picket line instead of in the classroom, where we want to be. We're risking our livelihoods to save public education while our district's leaders pretend there's no money to be had. The result of the LAUSD teacher strike will affect public education in California and the U.S. for years to come. Will we fund it adequately, or will classrooms con continue to be overcrowded? Will schools continue to be forced to choose between a nurse and a librarian, or a social worker and a counselor? I shudder at the thought of my son entering kindergarten in 2024 if we don't stop the abuse and neglect of public education in the LAUSD and the United States before it's too late. <laughs> I stumbled over a couple words, but he, he said it better than in a couple minutes than I could in another half hour. And here we are, coming to the end of another 
moderately successful schoolhouse scotch on the rocks. It's taking me a little bit of time to go through some of the more historical ones that have been asked for. And until next time, here's to the teachers who taught us all (laughs) not to forget to duck and cover. Sure.